Good evening, boys and ghouls. It is the Halloween season, that very special time of year where the children of the night rule the land. This evening, my mysterious mob of madmen and I shall chill your bones and give your goosebumps, goosebumps. So put on a jacket. Because this is the Attack of the Killer podcast annual Halloween episode. <laughs> Attention, planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer And welcome, everyone, to another episode of Attack of the Killer podcast. It is a very special, spooky episode, because it's our annual Halloween episode. So, it's our Halloween party, where we're just going to, like, have fun, maybe play some games, talk some movies, and talk talk about Halloween stuff. It's going to be... A spooktacular good time. You know it's going to be spooktacular. <laughs> but first, before we start, it's time to introduce you to the podcast crew. Legend knows him as the Headless Horseman. That's why his pants are slightly loose. Dustin Neal. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> He's got his sparkly princess costume ready to go. Not for his daughter, not for trick-or-treating, because it's casual Friday at his job. Brian Clark, everybody. (laughs) Hi there. (laughs) He's just like a jack-o'-lantern in bed. One blow puts him out. Jason Bollinger. (laughs) (laughs) That was private. (laughs) <laughs> Not anymore. Hello, uh, everybody. And lastly, she is secretly a witch. And last week, she was flying through the night on her broom, and got so angry that she flew off the handle. Terry Turford. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Puns are awesome. <laughs> oh, you should have seen the ones I didn't get to use. So, Save them. Put them in your back pocket. Save them for next year, yeah. <laughs> so how's everybody doing? Good. Good. How is your Halloween month going so far? Nothing but horror movies. Uh-huh. Nothing but... Good. Trying to watch Just as many as possible, right? Yeah. Good, good. That's that's good to hear. Anybody do any, anything Halloween-ish? So far this month, other than Halloween of Palooza, like anybody go to any haunted houses or anything like that? They're all kind of sketchy around our area. Like, we were talking about it last night. Like, these are the types of haunted houses that you go into and you leave without your wallet. So <laughs> we just kind of stay away from them or, you know. And that's that's part of their spookiness. You come in <laughs> with your wallet and you leave without it too. <laughs> Yeah, around a town where you don't know which one's the spooky house and which one's just a meth house. Yeah, <laughs> yes, same here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, cool. 
Well, I mean, I went to something <laughs> this this past weekend. Oh yeah. Where'd yeah. You, where'd you go? Well, I I went to th- this musical, but it, a but, musical. What does that have to do with Halloween? Well, it happened to be based on a horror movie favorite. <gasps> really, Carrie the musical? No, that? no, 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 oh. no, that's dumb. <laughs> Evil Dead the musical. Woo! That's right. Oh, it was amazing. Very amazing. And he's just being a smartass because he was there too. For oh, you was, listening. Oh hell yeah, I was totally there. We went to KC and and saw it. Jason, Terry, and I, and it was amazing. So good. We we sat in the splatter zone. Splatter zone. It was Woo! awesome. Not nearly enough splatter. But still awesome, yeah, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> Not where we were sitting. Everyone else is getting soaked, but... Yeah! Sucks. Right. <laughs> rule, next rule of thumb, don't sit towards the middle. <laughs> yeah, so we all went in, like, plain white shirts. <laughs> and we put our, like, phones and wallets in Ziploc baggies. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be too safe. That's right. Well, it's good. We it was basically just water with food coloring, so it's good that we did. My skin is still slightly stained around the knuck- <laughs> around my knuckles on, on my hand. <laughs> still some splotches for me. Yeah. Yeah, but it was. That's because bathing's hard. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good time. A lot of fun. Really freaking hilarious. And anybody who is not familiar with Evil Dead the music, I mean, it's it's very satirical, but it, it's not really making fun. It's a lot of homage. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it, it's definitely a skewed reality, that's for sure. A very parody style. But And the songs are great. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite song off the soundtrack, Terry? All the men in my life keep getting killed by Kendarian demons. Yep, yep. That's, that's <laughs> definitely that's definitely one of the uh, the highlight songs. Jason, what do you have a favorite song? What the fuck was that? Yeah, that's probably my favorite. <laughs> 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 and I love the crowd reaction as soon as that song hit. It's like that's the reaction you expect every time that song. That's like everybody. <laughs> the first words out of their mouth is when the so- the song starts to kick in. And then the first words out of their mouths are, what the fuck was that? And it's just the whole room erupted with laughter. So funny. <laughs> Is it, can you see it on YouTube at all? Are there clips? Are there, there are clips from the Just for Laughs, the, from the original cast, the Just for Laughs performance back in... That's the one you prefer watching? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there might be more. There might be more performance. I haven't checked in a long ass time, but there may be other performances, uh, different troops, and like this Kansas yeah. City troupe. There were some of those performers in that that I actually thought were better than that original cast. But I know I've seen like something like uh, I've seen a clip of maybe like from the Today Show or something like that where yeah, a couple the, talk shows. Yeah, yeah, where they perform do the Necronomicon and. <clears throat> cool, but also from that original cast, I th- I believe so. Yeah. 
So good. One of the things that I love about that show, and I've seen a lot of a lot of theater on many different levels of, like from high school to professional, um, and I, what I love about this about this show is I'm I'm always enamored by by the sets of musicals and how how are they going to pull off the set uh, for this this show and their cabin set was awesome was very good and one of the cool things about this musical and the cabin the cabin set is that during one of the songs um uh was it just called join us i think is the name yeah of the song? yeah um like all the uh, a lot of the inanimate objects that are like attached to the wall, like a you know a, a fish on a plaque or or the moose head, or like things on a bookshelf, they all come to life and are dancing, in to the song, dancing and singing to the song as well. And I always, I always just thought that was so cool. The first time I ever saw that, and I'm like, that is ingenious. That that's some that takes some some extra effort there and it's obviously a thing with the show because the kansas city show had had a lot of that too and they had a i mean there was a lot of it and it was really cool my favorite was the um cow hit the cow skull that was on the shelf because <laughs> it it like moved its jaw it's awesome so cool so cool uh-huh recommend uh, any highlights from the show for you, Jason? Uh, my favorite part is that, well, the, there were so many great things. I, I, I won. I just I couldn't believe I was actually there for it. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I knew about it forever. Never thought I'd ever get to experience in person. And then it was done actually so well. Everyone was yes. so great. Mm-hmm. But my favorite part was really. Um, the most, um, there was another girl that went with us, and she was really, like, uh, um, worried and picky, and was like, why, why would you want to, why would you want to put your, ba- uh, wallet in a baggie, or why extra shirts, or why, what are you so worried about? And then, like, the first explosion of blood shot directly onto her, and she got covered <laughs> Covered, and I'm just—it was so funny to me. I'm like, and I'm just like, that's why. That's why. (laughs) Couldn't happen to a better person. I was—I was fucking jealous, man, because I was sitting next to her. I'm like, really, really. Kept trying to duck in front of her every time there was a splatter. (laughs) Ah, yeah. What was the highlight for you, Terry? Um. The whole thing. Cheating answer. Good job. <laughs> it was amazing. I've been wanting to see it for so long. Yeah. Yeah, same here. God, I'm trying to think of how long I have been waiting to see this show. I think since I first bought the CD, because I think that when I was flipping through soundtracks at, um, at an FYE, that's how long it's been. Um, yeah. And came across it. I think that was my introduction. I'm like, well, I'm buying that. I don't care what what's on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Evil Dead the Musical. And then I listened to it like three times on the way home and just laughing my head off. And I'm 
that's when, when I got home. That's when I started looking up YouTube videos and trying to learn more about this freaking show. Uh, so it's been it's been several years waiting in the waiting, and and I'm glad it was that troop. They did a fantastic job. Definitely. So. What else? My band's having a Halloween concert next Friday. Sweet. Or, yeah, but that's just a local thing. So, um, but it's a costume. We'll all be dressing up, and cool. that'll be fun. And cool. That's about it. Well, on Saturday, but a bunch of us are just hanging out watching horror movies all day and night. Yeah. So is that. That's every night. Well, yeah. But we'll have food. It'll be mm. catered. Kind of. Yeah, not to, we're just all getting too old, I guess. We're just going out and doing a ton of stuff for the month of October. You know, we're just too busy. <laughs> no one's going trick-or-treating? Well, yeah. I'm taking my oh. son. Well, I mean, that counts. Trick-or-treating well, sure. is awesome. Yeah. yeah, we'll be doing that as well. What are your kids going as, Brian? Uh, Isabella's going as Harley Quinn, like every other little girl ever <laughs> this year. And uh, Phoenix is, I don't know why he landed on this, but he seems to think it's funny he's going as Bob Ross. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I, like, I like that. How about your boy? He, he's going as Jabanyan, which is a character from Yokai Watch. Okay. Really into oh, that I've words I'd never heard before. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I, I've I've heard of that. I mean, I I don't. You know, my kids are a little, I guess, older than that the age group that that show shoots for. But I have heard of it just because I mended Japanese things in general. I assumed you've at least heard of it just because of your love for Japanese stuff. But yeah, well, and it, I mean, not so much that show, but like just in general the. The concept of yokai is is pretty cool because it's not that isn't something they made up for the show. Yokai are actually the, the spirits of Japanese folklore. Yeah. So there's all kinds of neat stories about yokai. So it's taking that concept, the yokai, you know, Japanese, you know, ghost stories, and mi- kind of mixing it with Pokemon because the main character goes around and uh, collecting these medals, and each medal represents a different yokai. And he puts it into his little special watch, which brings the yokai to his aid and to fight other yokais, so he can collect their medals. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's uh, it's got to be very Japanese in like the character designs, because there's some of those characters. I'm just like, really? Should I be letting my son watch this? There's <laughs> there's one character called Cheek Squeak. Oh. <laughs> and uh oh, and all the yokais in this um are they like th- things things that happen with humans and things that go wrong with 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 people you know having a bad day or whatever like that a lot of times that stuff can be explained because of a yokai a yokai did it can't find your car keys it was probably a yokai and each yokai has a special power that has like these abilities so there's cheek squeak whose power is silent but deadly farts. And oh my gosh. he is a butt with <laughs> arms and legs. <laughs> so on a, cool. on a little more, uh, on, on the 
path of what we talk about here. Uh, have you guys seen the the uh, three yokai live action movies made by? Uh, I want to say it was Dai Studios in the sixties. I don't. There's remember. Yokai One Hundred Monsters. There's Yokai Spook okay. Warfare, and there's along with Ghosts. I used are the to three of them. I used to have One Hundred Monsters, and I was fascinated by that movie just because the because the character the creature designs were so weird. Yeah. It was like taking again. It's like taking uh, it's like taking Nightbreed, putting a Japanese spin on it, and then making it suitable for children. Yeah. Because cool. it's just like this whole society or something like that. I, I barely remember the movie, and I want to find that 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 I want to find that whole trilogy. They're they are not in print now. Um, yeah. I, I think it was AD Vision put them all out. I mean, they're like I said, they're all out of print now, so they're you know kind of expensive if you find them. But there are English language Region One versions of them out there. Wasn't wasn't there one of them that was like an umbrella with a face or something like that? Mm-hmm. That's probably <laughs> one of the more famous yokai, at least to American audiences, I would suspect, because it's just such a weird little creature. It kind of sticks in your mind, like yeah, there's that umbrella with the waggly tongue and the what? <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's a thing. Um, so yeah, so Brian, when you take your kids out, do you dress up too? I don't. I feel like I should, but store-bought, like, cool store-bought grown-up costumes are expensive. Yeah. And I'm not a terribly crafty person, so (laughs) I can't make my own. Like, I've got a buddy named Scott who, he just goes to Halloween parties. He doesn't have kids, but so he just, you know, goes to these costume parties. And every year he does his own costumes. Um, One year he went as the Beast of Blood. Like he nice. built a set, he built a set of fang dentures for himself out of Sculpey and created the mask. And of course, he spent the rest of the night answering people, going, "Well, what are you supposed to be?" <laughs> um, he did a really cool Baron Samadhi, which is you know the the uh, Loa of the undead or the underworld in Voodoo mythology. Okay. And uh, my favorite <laughs> was one year he did uh, Leatherface, uh-huh. and. He went to a grocery store and bought, I can't remember if it was chicken or turkey, but he bought like some skin on thigh quarters, like big pieces of uncooked, and skinned them. Oh, no. And cured the skin and stitched himself a leather face mask. So, I mean, (laughs) this dude goes all out. And he said it smelled terrible, but it was totally worth it because it looked awesome. That's fucking awesome. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) That's dedication, man. Yeah. So what about you? Do you dress up? Uh, no, mostly because I'm lazy and I can never decide what I want to do. <laughs> like, I feel like I, I'm pretty crafty, but then, like, I just put it off and then, like, don't want to make something. The last time I think I went was when... it was. I think it was... Like, I went dressed up anyway. I think it was... Well, no, that's not true. It was only a couple years ago that I dressed up as like a bloody cook or something, you know, butcher or something like that. I don't remember, but my favorite costume that I ever did. It was Simon's first trick or treating ever, and I have a gorilla costume. So I put on the gorilla suit, and instead of putting on the gorilla mask, I made a diving helmet out of paper mache, and I went as Robot <laughs> Monster. 
So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, Did you also spend a lot of time explaining to people what you were supposed to be? <laughs> uh, for the first couple houses, yeah, but like it was also ironically enough one of the warmest one of the hottest halloween uh, evenings ever uh, so the diving helmet did not stay on for very long <laughs> and simon was still little enough where he had to be like pushed in a in a, like a stroller mm-hmm. so and then having to pick him up and carry him to the door each and every door it was exhausting and i was just dripping in sweat so like i didn't keep the diving helmet on for an extremely long period of time but I'll have to find it, because there's a picture somewhere of Simon and I. He went as a bee, <laughs> and then, and it, so there's a picture of me and him together, and I don't know where that picture is, though. <clears throat> Anybody else dressing up for Halloween? Jason? Yeah, I'm excited to, just, I was going to say, I'm excited to see what Dustin's going to be. Cause he always yeah, that's what too. I was going to ask. Yeah. He always goes all out. Well, I, I usually don't. I don't. I don't go all out. Really, you go all out. You go out more than we do. Let's Apparently, say that. Uh, <laughs> well, and you pick, but you, you know, you you don't. You say you don't go all out, but you pick very oh, interesting and awesome. You have great costume ideas, like. Mm-hmm. Well, they're just my favorite people, I guess. <laughs> That's usually what I am. Sure. Um. Well, you guys are probably disappointed in me this year uh, because it's it's probably not that interesting and it's been done so many times before. But I'm going as my favorite character of all time, Army of Darkness Ash, uh, with, oh, yeah, the, yeah, with, with the shirt and the cape. And I've got the, the robot glove and uh, the, yeah, just the whole, the whole thing. You know, what, what he looks like, um, you know, in like the second and third act of, of Army of Darkness. So Awesome. Cool. Okay. I'm going to have to say my top three favorite Dustin Neal Halloween costumes are, drumroll please, <laughs> Zombie Pee Wee Herman is number three. Yep. Ah. Um, um, oh, just, I'm blanking on his name right now. That one was the easiest one to wear, by the way. That was the most comfortable <laughs> costume I've ever had, ever. It's a nice suit. Uh, number two, last year when you went as... Um, um, Dr. Chalice. Yeah, from Halloween 3. Yeah. And then number one is obviously uh, Farmer Vincent from Motel Hell. Pig oh, Hell. yeah. I was a pretty big fan. This was probably before, I don't know if you guys ever saw his uh, Puppet Master costume. Mm, I oh, see yeah. pictures. Yeah, I forgot about his pinhead costume. That one was awesome. That one was fun to wear. That one people were kind of wondering what the hell was going on. But I, <laughs> I, I, I don't ever have to, no one really ever asks me what I am until I, I wore the farmer Vincent one. Like people were just thinking I was just some kind of like maniac and, uh, and a pig in a pig head. And, you know, we went to a costume party with that one and it was, it was literally everybody coming up. like, Oh, you're cool. What are you? And I'm like, I'm farmer Vincent. And they're like, who? And I, I gotta go through a whole speed. And it's like, finally I'm just like, I'm a maniac. Ah! So, <laughs> Did anybody ask if you were like jigsaw from, Oh, Uh, yes, yes. Almost like a dozen people asked me that. (laughs) It's clearly different. It's a clearly clearly. different pig. Well, that pig head's got long black hair. Yeah. The one in Saw Saw movies. And he's not part of an apron. Yeah. And and it's in a bunch of really shitty movies, and the Farmer Vincent one is in an awesome movie. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, cool. Terry, what are you going as? Uh, 
to be determined. You're going to go as a librarian again this year, aren't you? Staying at every What? <laughs> I only did that one time, and I was a zombie librarian, which is different. <laughs> we should start a, a little folder on the pod, or on the podcast Facebook page to like post our Halloween pics of our costumes. Mm. Mainly because I want to see all Dustin's again. Yeah. But... <laughs> What do you do with your costumes every year, Dustin? Do you just have a collection closet. now? I have like, a, yeah, I got um, two like Rubbermaid bins. Well, you know, when I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not crafty either, and I usually just buy my costumes. And uh, when I get them, they are like a, a licensed, you know, costume. Yeah. And so uh, they come in these like nice bags, and they, they have like a hook on the end, you know, just like you see at Walmart Store. when you buy. Uh, a costume mm-hmm. and um you know they just fit really nice into rubbermaid containers and i just keep them in there and we use them for movies or you know for pictures or you know they're they're still being used cool cool awesome so where, where did you find a licensed farmer vincent <laughs> that was just dumb luck um i was looking for something uh it was probably a dr chalice costume for that year and I'm typing on Amazon, and I don't know what I'm. Lo- I don't know if I'm looking up a wig or something. And I see the pig mask. I'm like, oh, cool. I click on that, and then it takes me to a full costume. It was just on Amazon, so wow. I just started looking it up, and you know, it, to see. And it was a licensed Motel Hell. It says it on the package uh, costume. And the mask, the pig mask, is excellent. Uh, it's awesome. it's the most detailed mask I own. And it's just beautiful. It's 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 incredibly uncomfortable to wear. You can hardly see anything out of it. You look out of the pig's mouth, but it looks so badass. I'll have to post up a picture. See now that it really surprised like because that's such a super niche market thing. Yeah, that there would yeah. that somebody would have bothered to produce a run of a costume like that that they couldn't have sold more than a hundred copies of, right? Although the pin, the pin, the pinhead one totally doesn't surprise me because Charles Band will fucking sell anything. <laughs> awesome, I love Halloween. Me too. All right, so man, what do we want to do first? Do we want to talk about some movies, or do we want to do some some games? I would like uh. to play a game. <laughs> Well, let's do some trivia. Um, hmm, hmm, Can hmm. I have Brian's kids on my team? <laughs> <laughs> okay, trying to figure out how we can how we should do this. Maybe we'll just I'll just let you blurt out answers. Um, That's good. Yeah. Okay, so no, let's not take points and things. <laughs> that that'll be later. This is just oh, a, this is just a warm up. So, first question. What famous line from a Stephen King adapted film was also the name of Adam Sandler's first album? Nobody? Not even going to take a guess? Uh, here's Johnny. <laughs> That's a good guess. It's a good guess. It's wrong. That's a good guess. I don't know any Adam Sandler albums. That's the my soil problem. of a man's heart is stonier. 
<laughs> no, I like that though. I like that. Um, okay, I'll give you. I'll I'll give you a hint. Let me see here. Um, it's from. It, well, okay, I'll uh, screw it. It's from Carrie. Plug it up. They're all going to laugh at you. Yes, they're all going to oh, laugh at you. Good job, Jason. Yay! <laughs> you had me at Stephen Gang and you lost me at Adam Sandler. So. <laughs> yeah. I had a feeling. Okay, so next question. Who was the original Crypt Keeper in the 1972 film Tales from the Crypt? Hmm. Frank Oz. <laughs> Close, but not at all. Okay. Anybody? No. Okay. I can't I can't think of clues for this one, so I'll just say it. Ralph Richardson. Oh, Ralph? Yeah. Ralph did that? Shit. <clears throat> what horror director has a band named Coupe de Villes? Stephen King? Or no, so you said horror director, not director. horror author. That's yeah, right. I'm still thinking about that first question. <laughs> Coupe de Villes. Uh. John Carpenter? Yes, John oh, Carpenter is nice. correct. <laughs> Directors that play music. Good job. Was that the Big Trouble in Little China band? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but that music video is amazing. Uh-huh. Big Trouble. <laughs> God, it's a good thing you didn't ask any of these questions at Halloween of Palooza. <laughs> no doubt. Well, your kids <laughs> probably yeah. <laughs> Um, I should have saved these for Halloween of Palooza. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> where's, where's my next one? Okay. Oh man, you guys won't get this. What sound is playing during the credits of the 1978 version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers? What sound? Yeah. Uh, uh, TikTok? Click. Oh. Nope. I'll give you Just a hint. Guessing. I'll give you a hint. It's a trick question. Oh, uh. Silence? Yes! The answer ah. is silence. The producers forgot to have music composed for the ending <laughs> credits. <laughs> so they just left it, which is kind of cool, I think. I mean, especially with how that movie ends, you know, it just, yeah, like, just ended on silence right after. Having no music kind of implies, like, you know, this really is the end. Like, it doesn't feel like a movie with, you know, you've got your orchestra playing. It's just like, oh, there's there's nothing left. Humanity is gone. Yep. Yeah, exactly. it can be pretty impactful. They did that after the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. Oh, and okay. after uh, companion, much hated companion Adric got killed in uh, Earthshock, the Doctor Who serial. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question, and we can, we can go on and talk about some movies. <clears throat> okay, what what movie is this? The tagline to, and remember. The next scream you hear may be your own. Sounds familiar. Yeah. The next ah. scream you hear. Ah, I just watched it, I'm sure. <laughs> it's not the tingler, is it? Is it Hush? No, no, no. Um, 
I mean, I guess Give you wouldn't hear that, though, if you're deaf. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to be misleading, but Tingler is a much closer answer than Hush. Uh, House on Haunted Hill? N- no, like, no. Am I barking up the wrong tree just guessing William Castle movies? Well, and that well, that's the thing. This guy, William Castle, is often compared to this other director as the schlock version of this other director, who goes by the name of Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> oh. And it's an Alfred Hitchcock movie. <laughs> Psycho. Nope. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, the birds. Yes, the answer is the birds. Really, See, really? Terrible. That's a terrible tagline. For <laughs> that doesn't make sense. That's a great tagline. Not for them. Yeah, yeah. I think they just wanted to use it so no one else would take it because yeah. it's like per- perfect. Anyway, huh. so. I don't know what you're worried about, Terry. You'd be winning right now, but you didn't want me to keep yes. score, so there oh. we go. Dang it. <clears throat> so, Dustin, you've been watching nothing but horror movies all month so far. What have you been watching? Everything. <laughs> <clears throat> what is... No, that's right. What is probably the mm, most obscure one that you've watched oh um or not as you guys already knew this but i just got slugs uh from arrow video and we watched that a couple nights ago and that's not really obscure or anything but well i mean uh, yeah but i mean it's like it's no halloween or friday 13th you know right right it's a little less known yeah we showed it to some friends and they loved it and it was it was a really good time that holy cow it looked beautiful. I've I've only ever seen this on TV, mm-hmm. or you know a shitty transfer on Netflix, and it looked great. I was kind of blown away to the point where I've like kind of got sucked in, you know, like where things, uh, you know, it's it's not an excellent movie, but you start getting pulled in because it looks it looked so current. I guess you could say, mm-hmm. like it, I don't know, it was really weird. But it was excellent. It had uh, some really cool special features. It's uh, one of, one of my favorite uh, movies that I didn't think would ever ever be put on a high definition Blu-ray, and <laughs> that's probably one of the more obscure things I've watched. But I've I also just recently got the the Halloween box set, like the big box set, and nice. I've been going through those. So I'm on four right now. <laughs> And I've been try. What I've been doing is I've been watching every one of them, and then going back and, and at least watching almost all the special features. And it's really funny because we watched the the first one, and there's a little a documentary, the night she came home, where it was when Jamie Lee Curtis went oh, out and so did all good. those. Yeah, that. you see Justin in the background. Yeah, really, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I've not seen that that special feature. That was pretty neat, and how she was like, "This is," it's like, "This is great. I love this. Everyone's so nice. I'm never doing this again." Was pretty much the message I got, yep, and that's yep. pretty much that's what she says. So, <laughs> so yeah, I just yeah, the, all all the cliche stuff. Uh, not too much obscure stuff. 
Yeah. Um, it's been forever since I've seen Slugs, so I, I really don't remember too much about it. But that's awesome that Arrow did that. You know, there's always hope for any movie out there. There is now, yeah. Considering Arrow just also put out a remastered version of Microwave Massacre, so. Yeah. <laughs> there's hope for any movie. Oh, it made me so happy when that came out. When that got announced, I was so excited. That's one of my favorite movies. I almost bought it this weekend. When we were in Kansas City, we found this cool, yeah. cool ass store. And oh. I was impressed. They had like six or seven different, in just the horror section alone, six or seven different era video. Wow. Yeah. I've never and seen tons them on of a Screen shelf. Factory, too. Tons of they Screen Factory. But, really good selection. But nice. I, I didn't commit man i didn't do it i didn't buy it because I, I think like the cheapest out of the arrows that they had on the shelf was like you know 25.99 yeah they're yeah, pretty well, proud of them that's actually a pretty good like oh, if they're going for 25.99 because you find them even i mean the, the msrp on them is like 40 bucks yeah but if you get them on like amazon or deep discount they're like 26 27 so finding mm. them for 26 in a brick and mortar retail stores um, yeah it's impressive that they had a mark down that low. Well, the major well that wasn't microwave mask. I think microwave masker was still at thirty. Mm, yeah, a lot I suppose because it's newer. A lot of them were at thirty, and I take that back. The cheapest one I found it wasn't in the horror section, but there's there was some kind of there was a Jack Hill movie, and I almost bought it just because it was it was the cheapest one there. It was like it was like twenty bucks, um, and it was a Jack Hill movie that I had never seen before. But it's not. But it wasn't a horror movie. And it had something to do with cars, but I can't remember the name of it now. I almost almost bought that just so I could say I have an Arrow video Blu-ray. <laughs> pretty sad. <clears throat> have yeah, any well, of you... Oh, sorry, go ahead. As, uh, what was the name of that store? Vintage Stock, was that? Yep. It's some yep. sort of chain. So if you got one of those, you should go check out the horror selection, because it was awesome. Yep. Yeah, For we sure. definitely don't. We have nothing in Mason City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we have the we have the worst best buy in the world. That's what we have in Mason City. Uh, that's that's pretty low to say buy. the worst best buy. Yeah. It's like well, it was the beginning of because you know most best buys you go into they're pretty big. They have a a lot of them have a section of like a, even appliances and stuff like you can buy refrigerators and vacuum cleaners. Ours was the the first store in a series of uh, test markets of like smaller best buys for small towns so their selection of stuff is even smaller and shittier than a normal size one it's what, awful what uh <laughs> roughly what when what you how long ago did you get that best buy in mason city oh that's been a while i would guess has it been there least... for maybe over 12 13 years maybe no i would say it's probably under 10 but i i okay. couldn't tell you for sure i don't remember exactly okay and considering we used to have one of the biggest independent record stores in the entire country here in mason city that i worked at for five years and it was amazing and now we have nothing it's oh. <laughs> it feels very barren <laughs> well that's I, I swear that's everywhere though man yeah. well this one i mean it didn't shut down because they were losing money because i a friend of mine and i actually tried to uh to buy it from the owner and and keep it open. Of course, we were you know, twenty three, twenty four years old at the time and had no collateral and a brand new mortgage, so um, that didn't work out so well. And we went to talk to the bank, but you know, in the process of doing the due diligence uh, to present stuff to the bank, 
you know, we had to see all the tax returns and stuff. And it was making money. It was just the fact that the boss was actually pretty loaded and was just ready to not work anymore and go enjoy his money. So he just shut it down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to start getting sad thinking about all the cool stuff okay, well, that are gone. Instead of being sad, have any of you... <laughs> Have any of you read Sean Hudson's novel, Slugs, that the movie is based on? No, I didn't know there was a novel. No, yeah, but we, It was we a made... book first, and it's even trashier and shittier than the movie, if you can believe That's that. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> and there's a sequel to it. I don't remember what it's called, but it sucks. Like, the first one is at least fun, and I remember the sequel is just really boring. But There's a Slugs too. No, there's a sequel to the book. Oh, okay. But okay. it has a, it's not called Slugs 2. It's called something. It's called... Even sluggier? Yeah, yeah, even sluggier, yeah. <laughs> it, electric slugaloo. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. What uh, What's anybody else been watching? Jason, you've been watching some stuff. I, I, I got to kick off my Halloween movie watching season in style, and I got to see... Halloween 1 and 2 double feature on the big screen. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did, yeah, over in Fairfield. No, it was in Burlington, yeah. That was really cool. Um, I I watched The Innkeepers. Yeah, finally. For the first time. Yeah, Yeah, I like that movie. Um, I watched Odd Thomas. I've never seen that before. That was really good. Um, and then I was on a Yelchin kick, so I watched Green Room after that. Mm. And that movie stuck with me a lot. That's That movie, I <laughs> loved it. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, it's an amazing flick. Jeez. And we watched The Shallows. Yeah, we did watch The Shallows. I forgot we watched we watched that one. That that was actually you know better than I expected. Yeah. Oh. Beautifully um, shot. Gorgeous movie. Watched some Killer Clowns. Watched we watched that De Palma. Yeah. Oh my God, that doc is amazing. It's film school. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, how long was it? Like two hours tops. Yeah, and it's just De Palma t- talking, talking the whole time. It's just and just telling stories, uh, basically from the beginning to now. And all in chronological order of his entire, all of his movies, and like in like talking about making them and how they came to be and why they weren't successful or why they were successful and some of his techniques in the in those movies. Oh, it's such a great doc. Yeah, if you're a De Palma fan, you got to check out that movie. And that was on Netflix, right? Sure, but it might be now. Okay. No, I had downloaded it. I don't remember. Oh. I thought we watched Okay, never mind. I almost bought that. They had that on Blu-ray at that store. I should I should have. I just should have. I should have bought them all. Should have bought them all. <clears throat> and I watched Hush, and that was kick-ass. Mm-hmm. I really liked that one. And I watched... That's because I tweet every time I watch a movie so I can look and see what I've been watching. That's why. Uh, if it counts, Independence Day, Resurgence. But it was kind of not very good. Scary bad, maybe? <laughs> yeah, maybe. It must be bad if you were, like... It wasn't that. Not if you didn't like it. It was, it was just all cliches. Yeah. 
I've heard nothing but bad about that movie. Yeah, it's cool. The stuff that happens is cool. There's just not enough story. There's not enough. And it was the same director, right? Wasn't it? No. I kind of feel like that, that guy's been cursed ever since that movie. He hasn't made anything successful since. Yeah. It's like started with the Matthew Broadwick Godzilla movie and went downhill for that guy. Uh, they actually did uh, that director, and I think I think it was both of them. I think it was Devlin and Emmerich did, and now I'm blanking on the name. But they did like a shitty dystopian future sci-fi movie that wound up on Mystery Science Theater. No shit. Yeah. Nice. And this is like way back before you know they were anybody, and then somehow they got handed the reins to a bunch of big budget things that they managed to <laughs> ruin every single one of them. <laughs> Although I must admit, I do love 2012, because that is the biggest, dumbest, explodiest disaster movie ever made. That, that's the, is that the John Cusack movie? Yes. Okay, okay. I didn't see that one. So day after tomorrow. And then didn't he also do that director? Didn't he also do like that three million BC or whatever? I oh think, yeah, I've yeah. I've never seen that one, which is weird that I've never seen that because I love, you know, prehistoric it was, stuff. It was so. Weird. It was cool, but it was weird. Oh, I so don't remember there being dialogue in the whole movie. That sounds very um, like which is cool. Quest for fire. It was and, just weird. Yeah. Or you know, the best prehistoric movie of all time, Caveman with Ringo Starr. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> I just I know I want a fried egg. Great. Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome! Was that and it? Ho- for and you? hopefully a lot more, cause yeah, it's early. It's still early. It's early. still there's still plenty of time. Okay. <laughs> or a week. All right. Terry, what have you been watching? Oh well, um, some. I last last week I made a trip to uh, Family Video to do a little catching up on more recent ones, so I got to watch Conjuring Two, which I loved. Uh Super creepy. Watched it too late at night alone in my apartment, which may have contributed to the creepy. Um. I watched Green Room as well, which was really, really good. Um, Finally watched Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and was mildly let down by it, which is sad. I know you were looking forward to that one, too. I know. It was okay, but eh. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I watched Opera for the first time. Nice. It was great. Super creepy. Um, Killer Joe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That movie's awesome. But yeah. I still can't figure out if it's supposed to be serious or if it's supposed to be extremely dark comedy. I think it was serious. I was... Actually, when we were at the video store, I pointed out to Jason, I found an, uh, an unrated director's cut, and I'm like, what the fuck did they cut out? Like, <laughs> it was... <laughs> pretty fucked as is i don't yeah. know Can't what imagine. they would have cut yikes um 
What else did I watch? Uh, oh, I finally got to watch um, Velisca Living with a Mystery, which I was really excited to finally get to see. It was awesome. Awesome. Crime dramas, you love it. I do. I love true crime stuff, for sure. Oh, and I, I did um, just last weekend? No, weekend before I showed uh, The Ghost of Mr. Chicken at the library. And that's always a holiday fave for me. So I almost <clears throat> there was a part of me that wanted to uh, when you when you said you were going to show that I almost wanted to come come to come and, and check it out and bring Simon with me because past two years every year my sisters we go camping at Lake Red Rock mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know. And, uh, you know, they have, they have all their big RVs and campers and stuff. So what they'll do is, uh, when it gets, when it starts getting dark out, they'll get out the, the DVD projector and they'll play movies along the side of one of the campers and, you know, the kids all sit around and watch movies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and last year, um, my sister puts in Ghost of Mr. Chicken and Simon fell asleep 20 minutes into it. Oh and, no. And then so... So this year, like, well, let's watch Ghost of Mr. Chicken and so you can actually see the whole movie this time. And then the projector like shut down like twenty minutes into it. Like this my uh, son's uh, never gonna no. get to see that fucking movie. <laughs> I can bring it with me <laughs> and you can borrow it. I don't know. It's kinda we had a couple of kids that showed up to our showing and they were just kinda butts the whole time. I don't think they were actually watching the movie, but Yeah. It's kinda it's a little aged, I mean. Yeah, and it's a shame because I remember being that at that age and watching all those Don movies. Oh, Don me Nuts too. And fucking loving them, Apple. And I think Gang that's and... why. Yeah, like that's why I I was more accepting of it. I think is because I watched a ton of those old Disney movies and things like that. That that those were just the things that I was used to watching. So maybe it's just not as exciting for other kids that age. But yeah. Sad, because yeah. it's awesome. Very sad. Very sad. All right. What have you been watching? Uh-huh. <laughs> the King of Horror or what? I have been actually watching, since I haven't had a ton of time to actually sit down and watch movie, watch movies, I've been playing a lot of stuff in the background, but and, and so I, I make it a point that, like, even if I'm not in the room, there's horror movies playing <laughs> on a TV somewhere in the house. Because yeah. um, it's, it's fucking October, right? But I've been watching a lot of... I've, you know, and I, I don't want to say that I've gotten back into... Because I don't think I've ever gotten out of it. But I've really been going hardcore on horror movie hosts again. Because, um, I mean, I've... I've uh, I was really starting to get like a nice collection of DVDs of, of horror movie host stuff. Um, so I've been watching, I got a couple of the Elvira movie macabre, um, DVDs that Shout Factory put out. I think it was still, yeah, that predates, uh, Scream Factory. So yeah, Shout Factory put out, um, watching those. And what I love about those, I mean, Elvira's had, um, different, like, videos that she's hosted, like, Thriller Video put out a series of, like, amazing big boxed um 
VHSs way, way, way back in the day where that she hosted. Um, but you know, it's like she intros it, she introduces it, and then she and then she's there for uh, after the movie's over, and and nothing like really in between or anything. Um, interesting fact about those thriller videos: it was like a lot of stuff that thriller video, uh, you know, they had the rights to. One of the movies they had the rights to was Make Them Die Slowly, or Cannibal Ferox, um, and Elvira refused. They were going to use. They were going to put that one in her line of movies that she's hosting, and she refused to do that one because of the because of the nature of the film. So that one was was originally supposed to be part of that Elvira series, uh, make them die slowly. Um, but anyway, you know, and she also had um, a short run of movies that she hosted uh, through Rhino Video. Um, uh, Time Warner released a, a series of, of DVDs that she hosted, a lot of public domain stuff. But these Shout Factory DVDs, what's amazing about these is that these are actual episodes from the original movie Macabre Show. Like, that was, that was a West Coast show, so, you know, us little Iowans here never really got to see the real Elvira TV show. That's cool. And, yeah, and these Shout Factories are literally... Because, like, I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, oh, it's just like all the others, you know. But you could, you know, you can see where the commercial breaks are, and she and she is there in between all the commercial breaks. And you could just tell, you know, age-wise, that this is old material. You know, you know, she looks a lot younger. The hair isn't as big as it was, or as it is now, as as, as we know her to be. The hair was, hair wasn't as 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 big and poofy. Um, and you know, the sets are still you know extremely cheap that you expect from a uh, horror movie host show. And and you also, from time to time, get to see like little guest appearances by. Other people that were in the growlings with her, uh, groundlings with her, the uh, the the improv comedy troupe out there in California. Um, so it's awesome. I love these movie macabres, you know. And again, Shout Factory knows their shit, you know. They, you know, they could have just easily just did what everyone else has done over the years and just have Elvira host these movies, and you just see her at the beginning, you see her at the end. But these are straight up episodes. From the TV now, what the other cool part of these movies, the series, is that the the movies themselves, they are, they are intact. They are the um, unrated or R-rated versions of these movies, not not how they would have been seen on TV, because like one of them, one of them that uh, I have here, Devil's Wedding Night, there is a ton of nudity in that movie. And so all of that is intact. So that's also really cool. But at the same time, and I personally like this, but, uh, you know, some people don't, but um, they're grainy, shitty-ass copies of these movies, too. Like, you can still see the scratches and the print and stuff like that. You know, kind of how they probably would have shown when they showed on, on Movie Macabre. So... I love these DVDs and I want to get more of them. Like, I wish there was other studios out there that did that with other horror hosts. Problem with a lot of that, a lot of the uh, horror host stuff, you know, especially from like 
the, you know, the 60s and earlier, they never thought to preserve any of that stuff. Like, that's why there's only, like, one existing episode out there on the internets of Vampira. Because it just, they never, they never recorded it. They never um, preserved it. It just, pl- it, they just did the show live and that was it. So, but it would be cool if there was, like, a Zachary series or a Svengoolie mm-hmm. series of, of DVDs. Oh, it would be so cool. But... That would be awesome, and we'd all go broke buying them because there are so goddamn many of them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, and I did some searching, going back to Elvira here, and looking at Movie Macabre. Um, it's it's weird. I'm looking here, and it seems like the show lasted a lot longer than this, but there was only five seasons of the original show. And then in like 2010, she tried to revive it for syndic- for syndication, and that really only lasted like a year. There was only 20 episodes of that uh, syndicated one from 2010. But five seasons of the original. It's, it's, it always felt like to me that that show lasted uh, like 10 years. But apparently not. But then again, like... A lot of these seasons... Uh, let's see here. Season 2... Oh wait, no. Season 1... Uh, season one is forty-six episodes. Season two is thirty-two episodes. And some of these titles, man, just shocked as hell that they would play that they would play on some, you know, some uh, just some late-night uh, local television station. Night of the Zombies, The Great Alligator. Um, where, where did I see that? Nightmare City. Holy shit! That was like the last episode she ever did. Children shouldn't play with dead things. Let's scare Jessica to death. I mean, ah, ah, so good. But and then the other thing that amazes me about about these Shout Factory DVDs is, is you know, think about the rights issues. They also do. They also are the ones that now release all the MST3K episodes. And so not only they are securing the rights for the show itself, the MST3K or Elvira or whatever, but they also has to get the rights to those movies. Which can't be an easy task either. So yeah, it'd be a much more uh, tangled and convoluted issue now than it would have been back when these TV stations are just buying them as packages. Exactly. But, um, like, who would you even go to to get the rights to Great Alligator? That's an awesome movie, but who yeah. the hell has ever heard of it? I mean, I'm I'm looking at the uh, Maya video DVD sitting on my shelf right now. I love that movie, but. Uh, yeah, that's a weird one to just have show up on TV. But like you were saying, you know, Shout does all the MST stuff now, and they're kind of the spiritual successor to Rhino Video. Yep. yep. Who, who who jumped the shark one too many times on those rights issues, and that's why they don't get to do Mystery Science Theater anymore. Um, they would put stuff out before they had it cleared, yeah. which is why you can, if you want to shell out enough money for a down payment on a decent car, get the <laughs> DVD box set with uh, of uh, Mystery Science Theater with Godzilla vs. Megalon on it. Yep. Because they just like, maybe Toho won't notice. Oh, they noticed. Shit. But I, they got, you know, a couple of crates of them out to the stores. And I actually do have that one. You've got the Godzilla vs. Megalon one? Yes, I do. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, it um yeah, I got lucky getting that one. Uh I wish though cuz I remember when they first started coming out on VHS and Rhino was releasing them and I've always I've always had a big boner for Rhino video. 
Um, <laughs> and Rhino Records, even. I, I've always been a big fan of Rhino. And uh, when I saw Rhino, we was releasing them, and it was back when I was working at uh, On Cue, which is a subsidiary of Musicland. Um, my goal was originally that every time they would release a tape, I'd buy it. But that that fell apart within the first three movies that came out. And like the first three movies that came out, one of them was the Amazing Colossal Man episode, which got pulled from the shelves because they didn't have the rights to it. And I had that thing in my goddamn hand at one point where I was like, oh, I'll just buy it later. And then it got pulled and it's gone out of print and still have never seen the light of day from Shout Factory or anybody. So, damn it. <laughs> I've got a bootleg of that, but yeah, I don't have an old VHS tape bootleg of it, but yeah, I've, yeah. I don't have the official. I think you said the same thing about Scream Factory. I'm going to get every one. <laughs> well, when they, when they start being successful, though, because they, when they first come out, it's kind of a trickle. They're testing the waters. And then as soon as they realize that there are people who are going to buy every single one they put out, then they start releasing like four of them a month. And you're like, come on, we can't. Who can yeah. afford that? Oh yeah, those and those and, and as much as I love them, man. But those those uh, MST3K box sets, yeah, those are like expensive. sixty seventy bucks a piece, man. And I, I can't do it. <laughs> Wait, if you find them on sale for thirty five or forty, but even so, that's yeah, but, and, showing and, out and, over and over again. Yeah, and that's how I've I've picked up what I have picked up. I've been luckily to find some of them cheap, but in the goal old goal of having all volumes, it's like it's not going to happen for a long time. The sheer amount of shelf space that takes up. Plus, they're all free on YouTube, so yeah, yeah. And it's not it's not like you need to buy Mystery Science Theater discs for. I mean, it doesn't matter if they're in high def because the episodes weren't. Yeah. Um, they're they're not in widescreen, so that doesn't matter. It's not like there are commentary tracks <laughs> or a lot of extra features that you need. So yeah, I'm I'm perfectly happy just watching those off the computer, but. Um, and going back a little bit to what you said before, I can totally see why Elvira would not want to do Cannibal Ferox. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> because that just, I mean, not not even from a standpoint of, like, her finding it personally offensive, but it just, it's too mean-spirited to fit her shtick. Yeah. Like, the movie, she does need to be fun and schlocky, and that's like, you know, she tells some funny jokes, makes a little pun maybe, and then, oh, back to Giovanni Lombardo Radice getting his dick chopped off. Like, it just doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. It's not as uh, lighthearted and silly and fun as, say, like, Monster Club. Yeah, but I've got a few of those Shout Factory DVDs, too. I actually found them at an FYE for, like, three bucks a piece. Oh, wow, They were just cool. trying to clearance some of them out, so... And I was super happy to get the one of... Uh, Monstroid is the title they have it under, but it's also just called Monster. It's a, yeah. got John John Carradine's in it, and I love John Carradine. I'll watch anything with him in it, <laughs> <laughs> except for maybe Ice Pirates because that movie sucks. But oh, it's I a love Ice story. Pirates. <laughs> maybe I need to give it another chance. Well, it's a nostalgia thing for me because I remember watching that as a oh, kid. There you go. And not knowing what space herpes meant, didn't getting that, <laughs> wasn't getting that joke. So. Um, also, just want to throw this out here real quick since I'm, since we've been talking about Elvira. Uh, in 2014, Elvira did a, a series of hosting um, 
full moon movies, which you can find on Hulu. Uh, and there's like 13 episodes of that, and like Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death, Puppet Master, Dem Demonic Toys, Ginger Dead Man, so on. So, so I sat through the Ginger Dead Man one, and oh boy, was that a chore! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Indeed, the, it is. The you movie see? itself, or are you talking the you watched the no Elvira the movie one? itself? No, Elvira. I watched the Elvira one for you know, it's like oh, I've never seen this. It's got Gary Busey. It'll probably be funny, and that has the benefit of not just having like little commercial break things, but she yeah. pops up. It's like a little pop-up video where her head will show up on the screen and tell okay, a joke cool. every once in a while through the thing. It's not an ongoing, like, a Mystery Science Theater thing. No. But, you know, she shows up to liven things up every once in a while. And that, you know, helped a little bit. But, no, that movie is just almost unwatchable. But uh, it did it did afford me a chance to see Seed People again, and I quite enjoy that movie. So that, <laughs> that was fun. That's what I was going to ask, if, like, she, like interrupts the movie or if they do breaks or anything like that so that's cool i'm i, I have yet to check any of them out myself so just because like oh, i gotta be in a special mood to sit through a full moon movie so um anyway so yeah i've been watching those i've been watching elvira uh been watching my you know and like if i were to again like i'm a giant horror host fan huge horror host fan so if i were to have to pick my um top five horror hosts um you know there's there's dr morbius uh which was my local horror host when i was growing up so that's that's pure nostalgic reasons um and hometown represent or you know home state represent um also commander usa from commander usa's groovy movies i really liked him a lot um, um, Svengoolie is up there. Um, I'm blanking on horror hosts now. Um, Count Gordeval, huge fan of him. My number one, though, hands down, always has been and always will be Zachary. Love Zachary. Um, and he's like, if, if Vampira is the queen of horror hosts, he's the king of horror hosts. Um, and there's a tape that I've had, now I have the DVD of it, which is called Horrible Horrors, and it's, it's a compilation video of scenes from different movies and stuff, and with Zachary hosting it, and, and it is awesome and amazing, and my buddy Jason bought this for me when, when he found out what it was on DVD. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> so been watching that again um you know since we had the midnight mausoleum girls at halloween blues i picked up a couple of their dvds and been watching them and my count gordeval dvds been watching those Rewatched the docs american scary and every other day is halloween so that's kind of the stuff i've been watching i've yet to really sit down and really watch a lot of movie movies so Although I'm looking forward to this uh, Scream Factory uh, Blu-ray that I just bought of Phantom of the Paradise. I was watching special features last night, and I can't wait to sit down and rewatch the movie again. So, that's what I've been watching. Cool. Brian, what about you? What have you been watching? Um, like you, I haven't like. I, I watch all these people posting their uh, you know m movie a day challenges and going oh why not me <laughs> but yeah um, I've I fit a few in I uh, 
dug back into my hammer box set, uh, one of the many that exist out there, um, and revisited Taste the Blood of Dracula, because, you know, no time like October for a hammer movie. Um, and I recently actually solved a mystery that's been driving me insane for almost 15 years. Whoa. Um, <laughs> when I was at college in Waverly, I worked at a video store, and one night I rented this movie, watched it, and was like, oh, that was really cool, you know, returned to the store, never thought any more of it. Then, you know, I quit working there, and the store closed, and I always kind of wondered, what was that movie that I saw? Because it really kind of stuck in my head, but not enough to remember the title. All I remembered was that there was a woman who was pregnant, and there was sort of an octopus monster involved, and it was foreign. So every once in a while, I'd think, I should try to find that movie again. I want to see it again. And so I, you know, if, if you type in, you know, octopus monster, you know, sex monster horror movie, that can yield some odd results. <laughs> but all I could ever find, and, and suddenly, like, there was this resurgence of this movie called Possession. Oh, um, yeah. Well, no, but that that wasn't it. Here's oh, the thing. Okay. Every time I hear somebody talk about it on a podcast mm-hmm. or I'd read about it, I'd think, you know, that doesn't sound like the movie I remember watching, but it has to be it because every time I've searched, all I can come up with is stuff about this possession. There's no information about another movie with similar themes. And so I started to think I just hallucinated this whole thing. Or that I had seen Possession and just remembered it really, really wrong. (laughs) Well, not, you know, maybe a month or two ago, I think it was John actually posted one of those, uh, you know, clickbaity BuzzFeed type articles of like like 10 horror movies that you've never heard of but should or something (laughs) like that. And I thought, ah, what the hell? I don't usually read these things, but I've got nothing else in front of my face right now. And I clicked it, and by God, the first thumbnail was a picture of the main actors from that movie. And I was like, holy fuck, it was real! I didn't make it up! <laughs> it was real! <laughs> it's a French movie from 1990 called Baby Blood. Uh, but the title okay. I saw it under was the American title, The Evil Within, which is a very cut-down, uh, missing a lot of of stuff, which I'll get to in a minute. But The Creature... Uh, it, it's about this woman who works at a circus. She's the wife of the guy who owns the circus. He's an abusive asshole. They take in this leopard for the for the big cat trainer to play with. And the night that they get it, something explodes out of it. You don't see the explosion, just the aftermath. But it's this thing. You never get a look at it until the very end of the movie. But it crawls into their trailer and inserts itself in her and takes up residence in her womb and makes her kill people to drink their blood in order to feed it so it can grow and it talks to her they have like a psychic connection and then the american version of it the creature is voiced by none other than gary oldman (laughs) what um but so i went on netflix and Sure enough, they had, because I get their DVD service still, because there's just so much weird shit you can get that they don't have streaming. And sure enough, Anchor Bay put it out on DVD. Hmm. So I got it, and you still had the option to watch the dub, but it still had all the excised footage put back in. And 
I know I must have seen a cut version because I don't remember it at all being this gory. But the uncut version of it, holy shit, there's a lot of blood in that movie. <laughs> and coming from, me, coming from me, that's saying something. That is a gory animal. Nice. But, uh, so, yeah, I was real happy to see it again. And it's really good. It's, you know, it, there was a reason it stuck in my head for, you know, 14 or 15 years. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Evil Within is the American title? Yeah, but you, the DVD is under the Baby Blood title still. Oh, okay. So. <clears throat> Even with the dubbed version on the disc, it still comes up under Baby Blood. So, all right, nice, cool. Okay, um, yeah. So that's what we've been watching. We've been watching uh, so far this October. Everybody's gone, right? Just mention what they've been watching. So I say it's game time again. How's that sound? Sound like fun? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's time for my favorite game oh, keywords <laughs> so what keywords is is that you get six keywords and these are the the first six keywords from imdb you know how they have like the keywords that you know you you type in that word and it'll give you a list of movies that that match that keyword um so <clears throat> the six keyword, the first six keywords from that particular movie. Okay, so if you guys have a guess, just shout it out. I'll you know I'll start with the first keyword, and we'll go. Uh, if anybody has any guesses, and then we'll just, we'll just go from there. So, first keyword, ambassador. Castle freak. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> Dahmer? No. No. Everybody ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Second keyword. Priest. The omen. Very good. The omen. I actually figured it out right before you said the second keyword. That's oh. is like, oh, of course. Duh. What's yeah. Alright, cool. Next one. Okay, here's the first keyword. House. House? House? Yeah. No, it's not. Amityville no, it's horror? not. House. Oh. <laughs> and no, it's not anybody to go for <clears throat> Dustin, do you have a guess? Uh, 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 uh no. <laughs> Is this is this one that you used at Halloween of Palooza? Because I'm pretty sure this keyword came up as one of the. It did. It did. <laughs> it's I not though. I I made sure I didn't copy anything from Halloween of Palooza because I knew you'd be on. So <laughs> this episode. Yeah, you two have an unfair advantage you, you, this game. You you think I remember things from that long ago? <laughs> I've I've gone to sleep and had drinks since then. So. It's... <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't taking any chances. My so, mind yeah. has been erased. So again, our first keyword is house. Our second keyword, cellar. <laughs> uh, don't look in the basement. Oh, Beyond. I wish, but it's not. Did you say something, Dustin? The Beyond? No, that's a good guess, too. I like that guess. The cellar. <laughs> <laughs> nope, but that's... The house cellar. The hole? No, nice. That's a good There's movie. A, it's a cool monster in that movie, The Cellar, but the movie itself is shit. <laughs> you need to see the um, the director's cut. We saw we got the privilege of seeing the director's cut with 
the with Kevin Tenney uh, a few years back at B Movie Celebration. I thought you were yanking my chain for a minute there. That there was even such a thing as a no, director's really, cut of that it's movie. Never released. He had it, the only copy. No yep, shit. And he brought it and played it for us on thir- thirty-five. Yeah, <laughs> it was fucking cool. Yeah, it was very cool. I mean, it's still not it's the greatest not, movie, yeah. but is better than the VHS release. Oh yeah. We yeah. <clears throat> okay, so house seller. So house seller. Third keyword: incest. Oh. Flowers in the cellar. Nice. <laughs> Wrong it's part that, of the house. Oh shit! It's the house one. Of the devil. Nope. Did you say something? Is it, Terry's got it. Oh. Is I can't remember the fucking name. Is it the one with like the mongoloid child <laughs> man person? Castle freak. <laughs> I said castle freak. <laughs> no, it's oh, not. Oh, for that. this, I think, I, think I know what you're talking about, Terry. And no, it's not. Oh, it's not that one. No. Oh. I got excited. Okay, so <laughs> this next one will send you for you. House, cellar, incest, death. <laughs> I love the word. Uh, the beast, the beast um, within. Sleepwalkers. Nope, not beast within. Nope, not sleepwalkers. So people under the stairs. People no. under the stairs is correct. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yep, incest is the only helpful clue, really. Yeah. And even though, even though you watch the movie, it it's hinted at, but never really come around. Yeah, that's what I was like. Did they? Re- I mean, they didn't really ever come out. And okay, sweet. Yeah. I just want to throw out the other keywords to that one. Um, sadism was the fifth keyword, and the sixth keyword, which I think would have been the one that would have sensed it if you hadn't guessed it by then. Breakthrough walls. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Stairs, maybe. maybe? Anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so next one. First keyword, fraternity. Night of the Creeps. Jesus Christ, Harry. Yeah, yes, Night of the Creeps. What? Yes. <laughs> the rest of the keywords in that one was corpse, alien, student, experiment, college. Okay, here we go. This is the one. This is the one. It's going to... First keyword, mall. Chopping mall. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Dawn of the Dead. I'm not playing this game anymore. Yes, chopping mall. Okay, I want to share this one. Um, So it was mall, teenager, robot, night, party, shopping mall. But then the seventh keyword, which I wish was an earlier keyword because it would totally have thrown you off. Break fourth wall. Was the seventh uh, keyword? Where in the f in that movie do they break the fourth wall? I was gonna say there isn't a moment with uh, Walter Paisley where he says something to the camera, is there? Because that's the only place I could think there would have fit that in. Yeah, either Walter Paisley or if uh, maybe um, uh, with Paul Bartel and Mary Warnoff reprising their roles from Eating Raoul. Mm, I can't remember yeah. if their eye roll is at the camera or to each other when they kind of. Roll their eyes at the robots or whatever. But yeah, break the fourth, whatever. There's no break the fourth wall in that movie. Okay, next one. First keyword New York City. New York Ripper. 
Friday the thirteenth. No, I'll give you a hint. There will never be a Friday thirteenth game played in uh, of keywords because I think every single one of those movies, the first keyword is Jason Voorhees. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so New York City was the first one. Second keyword, city. New York City, city. <laughs> Maniac. Uh, I was going to say maniac. Good guess, good guess, but it's wrong. Basket case. Oh, great Ooh. guess, but nope. Uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? Was that in New York? I don't know. It's well, it's not the right answer, but I don't remember if it was New York or not. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, next keyword. Okay, so we got New York City, city. Third one, and this should start breaking it down for you guys. Bum, Judd. Very good. The answer is Judd. The rest of the keywords were street, mutant, and cannibal. <laughs> okay, next one. Um, Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this one. Uh, first keyword: psychotronic film. <laughs> Just like that word. Well, it gets fly. better. Though. Nope, not the fly. I think wasn't wasn't psychotronic. Is that why you said the fly? Because wasn't psychotronic yeah. film one of the? Yeah, it was. <clears throat> that was one of the scriptives for the for the for the Cronenberg movie, The Fly. Like, so what? apparently, I lied. I do remember things. <laughs> <laughs> No other guesses? Okay, so our first keyword again is psychotronic film. Our second keyword is grindhouse film. <laughs> well, thanks for narrowing it down. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Man, I just I just need some more specifics. I could sit here and rattle off grindhouse titles all day, but <laughs> Alright, that's fine. The next one should specify it more. So again, going through the list, we got psychotronic <laughs> film. Grindhouse film. And our third keyword, psychotronic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where are you getting these from? IMDb, I swear to oh. God. <clears throat> they are the first six keywords. I do not cheat. Alright, 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 alright. Next one will help. So, let's start from the top. Psychotronic film. Grindhouse film. Third one was psychotronic, and our fourth one is fourth one is film. <laughs> no greenhouse. <laughs> God damn it! What? Okay, is it grindhouse? No, no, it's not. <laughs> but that would be a very obvious, very obvious guess. I don't think you guys are gonna get this one. I'm just gonna read them all. <clears throat> I was a major asshole on this one. Okay, um, psychotronic film, greenhouse film, psychotronic, greenhouse. Cult director, cult film. Those are the six keywords to this movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. that, that's super helpful. I wrote down <laughs> I wrote down seven and eight just to help you out. So the seventh keyword is doctor, and the eighth keyword is basket case. Yep, basket case. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Okay, this one, this next one, I'll give you a hint right off the bat, and <clears throat> this one is dedicated to Dustin. First keyword, house. 
<coughs> Second keyword, delivery. Nothing yet. Okay. So we have house delivery. Third key. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take a crack oh, at it. Yes, please. The do. video dead. That is correct. The video dead. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that dedicated to me? Oh, wasn't that like your first episode of Everything Horrible? It was yeah, one or two, yeah. At yeah. least it's but, my my favorite episode. Of that besides the Halloween episode, um, the Video Dead episode is my favorite episode of Everything Horrible. So that movie has since grown on me. I have that in my uh, wish list on Amazon. So well, I don't know if I can hate it much anymore. It's on Blu-ray, so there you go. Yeah. Um. To go through the rest of the keywords, so it was house, delivery, woods, movie, reality, crossover, hospital, and ends with a scream. <laughs> that's not a keyword. <laughs> well, that's like what a key sentence. Yeah. Okay, so next one. Um, first clue is slasher. Oh. Oh, gee. The burning. <laughs> Nope, not the burning. That's what I was going to say. That's weird. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Alright, so we have slasher. Our second keyword, police. Wait, 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 wait. Maniac cop. Police van. I'm sorry, oh. I missed a word. Slasher, police yeah. van. Uh, 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 no. <laughs> Our next keyword is rear-ending a car. Did I write that down right? What does that even mean? Rear-ending a car. That's not a keyword. That's not a keyword. It's it's in the keywords, I promise. I know it's a key phrase, I guess, but... So we have slasher, police van, rear-ending a car. Fourth one is car chase. Slash. Death proof? Nope. Nope. Uh, let me give you a, a hint here. It's from 2003. So we have slasher, police van, rear ending a car, car chase, plot uh... twist. Did you hear that one? Plot twist. High tension? High tension is correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, we have only a couple more. What? I need to watch that again. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Just got it on Blu-ray. Ah. Okay, first keyword. West Virginia. Take me home, country. (laughs) Wrong turn? Yes, very good. Wrong turn. I just watched that like two days ago. So <laughs> nice, and and it, that comes up in like huge letters across the title when they're doing or the the opening credits when they're doing the um, you know the little news clipping thing that sort of explains what's going on. Oh, okay. All right, so I got okay. I got three more here, I'm, and I tried to throw you off with the next two because they're they're kind of similar. So first keyword. Dracula. Uh, Dracula? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> Second keyword, monster. 
Uh, Dracula versus Frankenstein. Nope. Good Monster guess. Squad. Nope. Another good guess. So we have Dracula, Monster, third one, Hotel. House of Dracula? Or hey, House of Frankenstein? I'll give you a hint. House of Dracula? Okay. I'll give you a hint, because you guys are probably pissed at me for picking this one, but this is a, this is a children's movie. Oh, Hotel Transylvania. Hotel, Hotel Transylvania, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the is that other good? Key, what? Is that good? I like them. I think they're funny. I've never seen Steve them. Steve Buscemi as the Wolfman, that's all I need. So. <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah. carries those movies. He does, he does. Awesome. Especially in the second one. Um, okay, and then just to finish off those keywords, Invisible... Uh, wait, so it was Dracula, Monster, Hotel, Transylvania, Invisible Man, Mummy. Those were all the six keywords. So our next one, first keywords, Horror for Children. Paranorman. Great guess, but no. Monster Squad. Oh, it is Monster Squad. Yeah. Nice. Ah. The rest of those were Monster, Dracula, Amulet, Friend, Mummy. Oh. Last one. Supernatural. I feel like there's a Castle really... Freak. <laughs> I feel like there's a really important clue that I should give you guys on this one but it would definitely give it away don't do it innkeepers I'll put it this way not still too obvious of a clue but it's not not all of these are movies okay so we got Supernatural second okay, it's Supernatural the TV show nope <laughs> <laughs> we have Supernatural second keyword wall So we have supernatural, we have wall, our third keyword that I cannot say, telekinesis. Telekinesis. Uh, Stranger Things? Stranger Things is correct, yes. Ah. The rest of them were friendship, paranormal, and the 1980s. So there we go, that concludes keywords. Keywords! Keywords, keywords. Well, what recommendations do you guys got for people for uh, Halloween this year? I'll go first. Um, <laughs> these are the ones I want to watch that I think would be perfect for um, uh, watching this time of year. So I'm hoping I get a chance to watch these. But this is my list. Um, <clears throat> so... We have something for the kids. We got Mad Monster Party. Nice. The Ralph and Bash, or however you say that, um, claymation <laughs> film that, you know, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer you outshines. Mean rank, rank and rank and Rankin Bass. Bass, thank you. <laughs> Ralph and Dash. I said Ralph and I was like, wait. Dash? I said Ralph and. <laughs> You know, paprika. I don't know what the hell I said. <clears throat> if you're in the mood for some comedy, 
Um, my next one is Idle Hands. Mm. Oh. Yep. It's been a while. It has been a while. And I just love the look and feel of that movie, especially the opening scene with all the crazy lighting and it's supposed to be spooky and stuff. And, you know, and obviously the director drew a lot of influences from Argento and, you know, with his lighting scheme with a lot of greens and reds and everything just feels really Halloween-y because they just got done decorating the house and everything. And so, yes, love me some idle hands. Um... <clears throat> Uh, for you metalheads out there, trick, trick or treat, some Sammy Kerr action. <laughs> I saw somewhere that that the thirtieth anniversary of that movie was today. Oh no, shit! Yeah, oh, that's awesome. How can you not love a movie where Ozzy Osbourne plays a TV preacher decrying the evils of rock and roll? <laughs> <laughs> or Skippy from Family Ties plays a badass metal teenage metalhead. It's a good movie, though. It is a great movie. Knock, 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 it's a big surprise. Yay, some singing. (laughs) (laughs) One I definitely want to watch uh, this year, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Heck yeah. Got that one out of the way already. And then a couple of, like, ones, kind of forgotten films, I think, that I really like, that i kind of forgotten about, and I want to revisit. Um, And I'm... I mentioned this when we were talking about setting up this episode, but Monster Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that at the video store, and I thought about yelling at you. Yeah. Well, and I've got the DVD, so I think I might watch that again this year. It's been so long, I for, I even forgot the movie existed. So, and it's it's a cool movie. You know, a lot of, you know, it's it, a lot of comedy in it. Um, you know, it's like... It's like a comedic version of Hills Have Eyes meets Wrong Turn meets Bigfoot Trucks, you know? So, yep. <laughs> it's a great, great movie. And then Murder Party um, is another one I kind of forgot yeah. about that I want to see again. Oh, you've seen that one, Dustin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that movie was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I just recently watched the trailer for it again. Uh, just because it has been a while since I seen it, I seen it when it came out, mm-hmm. not like in a theater or anything, but like when it came out on video. Yeah, and I remember like really having a lot of fun with it too, and it just it was really funny and really gory and really low budget, but they did such a good job with what they had. I just remember really liking it a lot. Yeah, the guy gets invited to a costume. Uh, costume. Well, he finds uh, an invitation. Oh, that's right. He finds the invitation. Yeah. To a murder party. <laughs> well, and he just thinks it's a costume party or something, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he makes a he makes a night outfit like from Monty Python and the Holy Grail out of cardboard, and goes to this party. And it turns out it's this murder party where these people, you know, trick him into going to the party to like to kill him, basically. Right? Yeah. They like tie him up and it. It sounds dark and twisted, and it is dark and twisted, but it's also really funny. Definitely, yeah. And if you can get your hands on that, that seems like it's pretty hard to get. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's kind of on my like forgotten, forgotten list. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I want is my new Halloween tradition that I want to watch every year. Much like how I used to watch the Star Wars Holiday Special every Christmas. 
I'm going to watch the Paul Lynn Halloween special. You guys know who Paul Lynn is, right? Center Square, Hollywood Squares. Uh, yeah, I know he's. I know who you're talking about. That Paul, that Halloween special is crazy. Oh, so it's not a real answer. Like it is a real answer. I'm watching thing. that. Oh. It's got a scene where it's got um, Witchy Poo from H.R. Uh, Puffin Stuff teaming up with the Wicked Witch of the West, and it's both original actresses uh, team, teaming up. To, I can't remember what they were doing. And then, like, the whole thing ends with... The whole special ends with uh, a live, uh, produ- a live uh, performance by Kiss in full makeup. So... <laughs> it's an amazing amazing Florence Henderson sings a song during the special yeah I think you can find it on YouTube I'm not sure if it's an entirety on YouTube but I know I've seen bits and pieces on, on YouTube so the Paul and Halloween special yeah huh. <clears throat> what about you Jason well the my I don't know the one I've got to watch a bunch already, like the Halloweens, you know, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, and maybe it's obvious, but the newest one that I always recommend and is a kind of a must-watch is Trick or Treat, just because yeah. it's the only one I can really think of. That's gotten to be kind of a tradition around here, too. The kids love that yeah. movie, and so do I. It's just, yeah, it's awesome. You just put it I mean, on, it's... and it feels, it just, yeah. Yeah, it's just all Halloween throughout, you know. It gives you good vibes. Tailor-made for this time of year for people like us. For sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not supposed to say this on this, episode, on this podcast, but I just, I, just watching TV... Uh, this in this month is cool. So this just like this weekend, just I, I had some. Oh. I left it on the Food Network, you know, <laughs> and like all the sh- all the shows are all Halloween special episodes, you know, and and normal TV, you know, the Treehouse of Terrors coming around, and there's always just just watching, just having the TV on. Uh, you get to, and just seeing everyone doing these Halloween specials and all the, seeing AMC doing marathons and and all yeah. that, that's what's fucking cool. But and it's but it's like all the cable, you know, it's like you said, AMC's got all that, you know, um, Turner Classic Movies usually do the Universal yeah. stuff, um, and then, but no, I think that's valid that you bring up the Food Network because what's cool about that is you said you were just watching show after show after show and it was like all of them were Halloween themed and that really puts you in the spirit. It really feels like, especially with network television, you don't get that shit anymore. You know, you don't get like the Garfield Halloween special playing, you know, this Friday night, you know. You don't get, or the the Fat Albert Halloween special. You know, I Google, or, or I didn't Google, I went to YouTube and just typed in TV Halloween specials, and there was this like one, this one page that had a shit ton of them, and I just started watching. Like there was one from like the early '80s of the original Am's Family cast that was amazing, yeah. um, you know, and it had the Fat Albert Halloween special, and was like all of these like and you know, some really old ones that I've never seen before. All of these just like, 
And you, it really feels like you don't get a whole lot of that anymore. Unless you go into something like the Food Network or AMC. And even that's still few and far between. You know, like you know, sci-fi probably is showing a lot of movies right now. Yeah. But, uh, but like when we were kids... You know, you had four channels, and all four channels were just showing everything Halloween. Oh, um, ABC Family does those their their thirty one nights of Halloween or whatever. Where they oh, show yeah. a family friendly uh, Halloween movie once a night or something like that. Yeah, just seeing just seeing the graphics of you know yeah leaves blowing or pumpkins and shit. Yeah, just feels right awesome what about you terry what do you recommend or what do you have left to watch this this month oh my goodness um (laughs) well i usually frequent trick or treat as well um yeah i don't know i haven't i mean i i already did the ghost of mr chicken that one is always a seasonal one i have to watch uh i haven't watched like uh, I always enjoyed Hocus Pocus. Mm. Uh, just kind of nostalgic. Um, haven't watched Monster Squad yet. I'll probably. Uh-huh. I, I like watching ones that have a sense of nostalgia for me. So I end up watching a lot of like more classic films and just my personal faves that take me back a bit. Um, but new ones? Oh gosh, I don't know. Am I? I might revisit um, what we do in the shadows. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. So many options. I'm probably <laughs> just gonna uh, either. I have there's just so much. Like I have a Shutter subscription, and just they've really bulked it up this month. So there's yeah. just so much great content on there. And I've been, you know, checking out the video store, too, for, like, newer releases. And there have been tons coming out. So, just too many to even begin to choose from. <laughs> if you're talking Shutter, I highly recommend The Uninvited. <laughs> Is that the weird cat one you were yeah. talking about? Yeah, the, <laughs> the one with the cat that's got the demon cat inside of the cat. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the Ray Milan movie for a minute there. You're talking about the Great Un Clark movie. Oh no, With George, good old George Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Nothing, nothing cooler than a cat that's possessed by another cat that he pukes up to kill people. That's... Yeah, because he's a lab experiment, and they were. It was like a tumor in him, and then, uh, and it turns out that the tumor is another cat that can crawl out of its mouth and. Oh, and yeah. George, yeah. George Kennedy is visibly upset about having to be in this movie. Like, he is just <laughs> cranky and shitty through the whole thing. And a, I'm pretty sure it's not acting. I think he's just like, fuck you people. I just give me my check. The house payments due. I don't want to be here. I don't want to look at that dumb cat puppet. God damn it. I was cool hand Luke. Just <laughs> don't fucking look at me. But also, it's really cool on that um, on that Shutter feed is um, they got a lot. There's a lot of Italian on there, including some great Jalo movies. So um, one that I've always wanted to see uh, that I plan on watching um, 
is your vice is locked door and I've got the key. I've heard a lot of good things about that one, so I've mm. always been wanting to check that one out. So, how much hey. does this shutter thing cost? I might have to. It's yeah, five bucks a month. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's cheap. I can probably. I don't know how many logins I can give out, but I can probably just give you access to mine. We can talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> now I start to hear sirens in the background. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, Brian, what about you? What do you recommend or any forgotten films or anything like that? Um nothing really forgotten i guess kind of like terry was saying this time of year you sort of have an instinct to go for the classics i love watching universal monsters this time of year mm-hmm. uh, uh, and and you were you brought up giallo i you know this fall kind of puts me in an italian mood yeah. a lot of the time um something that's a has become kind of a every year a tradition in our house is neither of those things. It's earnest, scared, stupid. Nice, <laughs> yes. My son that was, uh, watched that before this season's over. My 10th birthday party was mom took me and some friends to the theater to see that. It was <laughs> pretty awesome. But um, Yeah, uh, particularly Son and Ghost of Frankenstein, thinking of the Universal movies. Those are my favorite Frankenstein movies and I just yeah, it's good time of year for that. You know, we, people like us, we don't need an excuse to watch horror movies every day because that's just what we do year-round. This is more the time of year that the normies catch up with us and get with the fucking program. <laughs> <laughs> at, at least until the artificial pumpkin flavoring works its way out of their blood system, circulatory system. <laughs> but uh, it there's something about October that just adds a little extra zip to the mm-hmm. movies like it feels a little more special watching them this time of year yeah yeah but uh other instead of recommending movies though i would actually say there's some songs that i again that i love year round but i tend to listen to a lot more around this time of year mm-hmm. there's a great tune called johnny remember me by uh, john layton produced by joe meek uh, somewhat infamous British invasion producer uh, about this guy whose uh, girl, friend, wife, fiance, it's not real clear, but his anyway, his girl dies and he's out wandering the moors in England and hears her banshee singing Johnny Remember Me like every year when he goes out and, and walks the moors to in her memory he hears her ghost telling him to remember her and it's it's simple it's catchy it's haunting as hell um anything by screaming lord such is is good for this time of year particularly jack the ripper and till the following night and uh there's i'm a farm kid so another special part of fall for me is driving a tractor helping my dad out with harvest when I'm driving a grain cart or working ground or whatever. And I listen to a lot of NPR and on weekends, there's this show called the folk tree, which is like all folk and bluegrass type music. And usually towards Halloween, they do a Halloween themed episode where they do. And, and a lot of folk music, they don't really do horror tunes, but it's more like murder ballads and stuff like that. But a couple of years ago, 
I, through this show, discovered an artist named Sarah Geraz, who has, I think, since gotten, well, bigger in terms of folk music anyway. It's not like they play her on pop radio or anything like that. But she does an amazing musical version of Edgar Allan Poe's Annabelle Lee. And so hmm. that that is a, a perfect song for this time of year. Fucking love Annabelle Lee. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Cool. Cool, cool. Thanks for the song recommendations. It's great. Uh, <clears throat> I, I always make Halloween comps to play in my car every year. So, Dustin, what about you? What movies uh, do you recommend or what else do you plan on watching this year? Well, I've been pretty. I've been hitting it pretty hard, but I think as a horror fan, talking to horror fans, I feel like this month should just be comfort food for us and for you. Mm-hmm. Like, if I could take all the time that I spent standing in front of my collection trying <laughs> to find something to watch, yeah. I'd be able to travel the United States with that time. <laughs> so, like, this month, just grab just grab your favorite thing. It doesn't matter if you've seen it or nobody hasn't seen it or if it's part five and somebody hasn't seen part one. You know, just grab it and, and, and watch it. Don't think about it. I feel like we've got all these new movies that we'll eventually catch up on, but like Halloween should be the time where we focus on the the, the, the things we love, the movies that we love. Yeah. And just don't spend so much time at your at your, at your collection like I do, trying to trying to find the right one to watch for the right time. I mean, deep down you know what you want to watch, so just grab it. I mean that's that's usually what I'm doing. If if somebody comes over and says, Hey, I wanna watch a horror movie, what should we watch? I'm like, Ooh, we can watch this, we can watch this. I, I could pick a hundred things, but deep down, I know what I want to watch, and I know what I want them to see. So just fucking grab it and watch <laughs> it. I mean, I, I've man, this month I probably I've tried to watch one almost every day from my own collection, and not necessarily like renting or downloading. But my necessities are definitely Halloween three. Um, I love Silver Bullet. Uh, I love like um, Pet Cemetery. Um, you know, I'm gonna try to get in. I just bought that uh, Sleepaway Camp from Justin at Halloween Palooza. Um, oh, yeah. You know, try to get that in. I mean, there's just so many. Just like like I said, the comfort food movies, the ones that you've seen a hundred times. Like, like, just have them on in the background, or you know, just dude, you get that creep show. How was that? Uh, that is December. That comes out oh, in December. I know. Uh, it's. Oh, I wish it would come out this month so bad that that thing looks loaded. I, I can't wait to have a, a really good copy of of Creepshow two. But yes, Creepshow one and two are a must. Um, you know, I might bust out like Gremlins two uh, nice. as well. <laughs> Gremlins is kind of. A, I, I save that for Christmas. But Gremlins two is. I, I feel like it's. It's just fun, like that. That could be something that uh, you could enter a good introduction to horror. If we if we talked about in past episodes, but yeah, I just you know don't dwell on it. You know what you want to watch. Just grab it and watch it. Yeah, you're right. I will probably watch Neon Maniacs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's great advice, though. I love that because I'm sure we all have the same problem with you know. A lot of us have huge movie collections, and you got. Netflix, you got Shutter that you guys are talking about. So you got a moment at the end of the day. It's the weekend, you know that every everything is put away and done. You kick back with a drink, 
maybe some popcorn. Like, what am I going to watch? And then you sit there and you're just paralyzed for choice and you waste so much yeah. time. <laughs> I, at least I do. I oh, waste yeah. tons of time. Oh, so yeah. What the fuck am I going to watch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. As our collections get bigger and our options get bigger, <laughs> the, lo- the more it's just like, you know, did I, man, it just takes us longer to figure out what we want to watch and nothing sounds good. So, yeah, just, just, yeah, just do it. Just watch it. Nice. All right, guys. Cool. Well, what do you think? Should we start wrapping shit up? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll do some segments. And now, before the next show starts, let's enjoy an intermission. It rests on 13 acres of earth over the very center of hell. The last house on the left. Here is the first motion picture to offer to the daring a look into the final maddening space between life and death. The last house on the left. Caution. To avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's only a movie. Only a movie. Only a movie. Sights and sounds far beyond anything you've tested. The Last House on the Left. Offered by Sean Cunningham Films Limited in color. Caution. To avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's only a movie. Only a movie. Only a movie. Take as much as you can. The green blood potion has been known to passionately affect some people after drinking it. Others experience a feeling of the supernatural conscience entering their beings. Get your samples of the green blood potion ready and recite the oath of Dr. Lorca aloud with me before drinking of the green blood. I, a living, breathing creature of the cosmic entity, I'm now ready to enter the realm of those chosen to be allowed to drink of the mystic emerald fluids herein offered. I join the order of green blood with an open mind and through this liquid's powers I'm now prepared to safely view the unnatural green-blooded ones without fear of contamination. Now, drink your sample of green blood and it is guaranteed that you can never turn into a green-blooded monster. Hello. Insane Mike here, your host from Attack of the Killer Podcast, and I am here to present to you a public service announcement for trick-or-treating this Halloween season. You're welcome. There's one magical, haunted evening each year when all the scary creatures come out to prowl through every neighborhood. Whether you buy a costume or design your own, be sure that it's made of flame-retardant material. That means material that won't catch on fire easily. Eat a big dinner. If you go trick-or-treating while you're hungry, you'll be tempted to sample some of your treats while you're out, and that's definitely not a good idea. Keep an eye on the clock. In many places, the police set the hours that you should trick-or-treat. Trick-or-treat only within those times. Neighbors should be ready with treats for you, and drivers should be more careful to watch for you during those hours. Make sure you carry a flashlight when you go. The light will not only help you see where you're going in the dark, but it will also make it easier for others, including drivers, to see you. 
always travel with a group, not alone. It's safer still to have a parent along to keep an eye on things. And of course, you should always walk. Riding a bicycle at night is always dangerous, but it's even more dangerous to try to ride in a costume at night. As you go from house to house, stay on the sidewalks as much as possible. If you have to walk in an area where there are no sidewalks, walk as far off the roadway as possible and face the traffic. That way you can see what's coming and get out of the way if you have to. Cross streets only at brightly lighted corners, not in the middle of the block, and never between two parked cars. Stay in your own neighborhood when you're trick-or-treating. If you don't know the people very well, don't go into their homes. Save your treats fruit until you get washed before you and eat all it. all candy bars and fruit should be sliced. If you're not sure whether something is safe nothing or not, hard or sharp don't inside. take any chances. Throw it away. Tonight has been a magical night. We saw a scary monster changed into a beautiful, happy, and safe little princess. How about you? Will you follow the lead of the little princess and have a safe and super Halloween this year? Scream. The creeping, crawling flesh eaters cover the body in the most vile experiment ever devised. Flesh beast. Morbid horror in shock throbbing color. Plus, on the same program, a ghastly tale drenched in clots of blood, a taste of blood, and teenage strangler. A new bluebeard preying on budding teeny boppers. Don't miss them. Rated PG. Hey everybody, this is Wayne. This is Zip. Lori. Brian. Doug. And we're the Necronomicast, a weekly horror podcast brought to you by us, horror fans for you, horror fans. We talk about movies, books, celebrity interviews, your mom. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> Necronomicast. Uh, we also talk about streaming movies, new movies, as well as news in horror. And that's just a sample of what you'll get on the Necronomicast. <laughs> Did we say horror movies? <laughs> visit us at Necronomicast.com. Also visit us on Facebook. And on iTunes and all that. Necronomicast. Uh, we'll scare the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> visit us at Necronomicast.com for more madness and horror and blood. We're good. How are you? <laughs> and we're back for more Halloween goodness here on Attack of the Killer podcast. And we're going to start with some shout outs. It's time for shout outs! Alright, so, basically just ask a simple, easy question of just what your favorite horror films are to watch around Halloween, kind of what we've been talking about all night, and we had lots of awesome, awesome comments. So, on Facebook, right off the bat, love it, giving Brian some shit, he says, <laughs> it's uh, Linnea, Linnea, 
Walker Morse <laughs> says, "My God, sister." Says Brian Clark's favorite is Hocus Pocus for the cinematography. <laughs> and he quickly replied, "That's it. You're not allowed to listen to the show anymore." <laughs> nice. Uh, our buddy Jake Book. He says, "Jake, I'd, I'd have to say for me, The Crucible, The Ooh. Village, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Bram Stoker's Dracula." Nice. He says, "I love period films with a horror element." And also, Jake Book likes period stuff. I know that's weird. That's <laughs> kind of a shocker. Um, but he says also Hocus Pocus because I have such vivid memories of watching it at my granny's house every fall. Man, such a hard on for that movie. Everybody, <laughs> ah, really good movie. That's also true. Casey Bates says Halloween one and two, of course. W N U F. Help me out. What's that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> I don't know. WNUF Halloween special. Oh, is that it. Maybe. Oh it's yeah, like a super low budget. That is the name of that, isn't it? Shutter yeah. video thing. Huh? Oh. I think that's on Shutter too, isn't it? Is it? There's, Maybe. I thought I saw that on there. Something that reminded me of that. I need to watch that because I've never seen it before. All right. Okay, also, got Lisa Norvell Owen says, I love Trick or Treat. Woo-woo! Woo-woo! ghosty face, it's scary. Jack Christensen says, some go-tos are a creep show. That opening shot of the jack-o'-lantern. Come on! <laughs> the Burbs. Martin. Nice. And the Critters series. Woo-hoo! I also... Didn't see Hocus Pocus until about two years ago, but now I love that one. Derek John says, for sure, Halloween 78 and Halloween 2, Trick or Treat, Nightbreed, is an, a newer addition for me. Also, House of a Thousand Corpses. It's weird that Derek picks the original Halloween, but the Rob Zombie Halloween 2. That's not two. what, you know what he... He didn't put a date back to uh, school you know soon. Because no one picks Halloween 2. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that movie's awesome. I've I, had I, Justin I, try to explain I, why, and I still don't get it. Well, good. At least somebody agrees with me, even if he's not here to help me defend it. Yeah, you might be the only two. Anyway, moving on. Because you're crazy. Um, <laughs> that's my segment. Uh, Willis Wheeler says, trick or treat. OG Halloween and The Great Pumpkin. Yeah, gotta watch some Great Pumpkin. Does Simon watch that? Does he like that? Yeah, but the problem is we'll watch that any time of the year. So, oh, yeah. like, because <laughs> what what makes The Great Pumpkin special to me again is just like growing up. The only time you ever got to see it was around Halloween, so that association's always going to be there. So it's kind of the problem with the instant access to things like through a DVD collection or Netflix or whatever is like you can watch it anytime. And, you know, those feelings are not going to be as strong with, say, my son compared to me. So, Did you ever have a, a year where your parents had made plans, you had to go somewhere and you're a kid, and you forgot that that was the night that The Great Pumpkin was on? Until either you were already at the place or like on the way home, or you got home and turned the TV on. And you're like, no, I missed it. 
I have to wait another year. That was probably <laughs> that was probably with like every time we ever went and did something, not just Great Pumpkin though. Like, oh wait, this is on tonight. I want to watch. I wanted to watch this. That was an every night problem for me. Anyway, <laughs> Travis Hunt says Creep Show has been a tradition for me ever since Channel Seven would show it every October when I was little. Also, The Crow. Cool. This Nolani E. Proctor person says <laughs> Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. And Trick or Treat. And Adam's Family, which is really any time of the year. Yes, yeah. Her. She- which, that's one of them that they show on that um, ABC Family channel. Because that was on last week sometime. Tried to get Simon to watch it. And we came in in the middle where Uncle Fester's doing something. And, well, it's Christopher Lloyd Marty as, yeah. as Uncle Fester. <laughs> And I don't know, I think it kind of weirded him out. He's like, Dad, that show's just weird. I'm like, no, you don't get it, Sam's family. You need to watch it. (laughs) Okay. Patrick Gunter says, Texas Chainsaw Massacre original, Evil Dead 2, Cabin in the Woods, Jeepers Creepers, um, and Halloween 78. Oh, awesome. I didn't realize I made that many Halloweens. (laughs) (laughs) Kim Kim Reidlinger says Halloween of course Laura Smith says the original version of Night of the Living Dead oh yes absolutely and that's a flashback for me too because I remember it was around USA um, used to do a week long of like horror movies like a double feature every night of horror movies and I would I would tape them off and rewatch them uh, but but the first time I ever saw Night of the Living Dead was on television around Halloween time. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. Do you still have those movies? Those tapes? <laughs> um, he probably maybe. does. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Just curious. It'd just be fun to see the commercials. The commercials. Or yes. The, the lead-ins and stuff. Love that stuff. Um. Oh, that was Laura Smith. So she said, "Original Night of Living Dead." Yes. Tim Lennerer says, "You can't go wrong with one of the better anthology movies from Beyond the Grave." Tales from the Hood or Trick or Treat are all good choices, and Return of the Living Dead is always worth checking out. That's yeah, true. that's, that's all like one things. of the greatest movies ever. That's right. Donna Thornburg says, Love them all, the scarier the better. Yeah. We love them all too. Tales to the yes. Yeah. Uh, Karen Blaze Houston says, Huston says, Halloween, of course. Chelsea Lemming says, Dead Alive. Nice. Anne Hogan says, Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fun. Okay. 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 Chris Billions says Night of the Demons original. Oh, the original. Wait. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking Night of the Demon. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, and I think I actually have that in my pile as well. I, what I consider to be the Kevin Tenney trilogy of <laughs> Witchboard, Night of the Demon, and Witch Trap. So I think I might watch those. Although there might 
like yeah, night the night of the demon, the fifties one, might be the most perfect <laughs> Halloween movie ever. <laughs> it's a great movie. I, yeah. I take it from the silence. No one else but Mike has seen that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I watched. Was that like the Bigfoot creature one? No, no. 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 Well, the, 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 there's like a. Oh no no no! That's that. That's also Night of the Demon, but uh, no, oh, this this okay. is a black and white '50s movie based on an M.R. James story. Oh, I was gonna say, I'm like, are you really talking about that movie? No 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 no. <laughs> no you never know a, with Brian; he might be, but know, not, this, not in this case. So. Well, I like to keep you all on your toes, but no, this <laughs> this is the, uh, the the '50s. I don't have it up in front of me, so I don't know the exact date on it. But yeah, it's it's based on uh, M.R. James, a uh, British ghost story writer, who's sort of a precursor to H.P. Lovecraft, um, and it's about this guy who. Uh, Cast like it's the story's called casting the runes, and he'll hide these little papers that you know with a curse written on it in people's pockets or whatever that he wants to get rid of his enemies because he's like a sorcerer, and this demon will chase them down and kill them, and uh, yeah, it's sort of like a whodunit mystery slash monster movie slash ghost story slash cult movie, and yeah, it's really good. Nice, cool, cool. Um, y'all can't see it unless you go to the Facebook page, but Chris Billions also followed up with a photo comment of him wearing a trick-or-treat t-shirt. Same occur right there on the front. <laughs> Check that out. That's cool, isn't it? I didn't know there was a trick-or-treat t-shirt. <laughs> uh, Nick Leadham says, This year I was thinking of having a remake-a-thon with remakes from the late 70s and 80s. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, The Thing, The Fly, and The Blob. Sometimes I'll go on a creep show spree where I'll watch Creep Show, then Creep Show Two. Thanks for the ride, lady. <laughs> then Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, because that's more like Creep Show than Creep Show Three. And he's right. Yeah. <laughs> it is way more like it. A blank videotape is more okay. Creep Show Three than Creep Show Three. He's also not wrong. Um thanks, Nick. Uh, John Kaiser says, Mama Monster Squad, Wolfman's got nards! <laughs> Aaron Urquhart says, I fucked that up. Ur- Urquhart says, Friday 13th, final chapter, or Jason Lives. Or Halloween 1 and 2, Hatchet 1 and 2. Hatchet'd be pretty oh, fun. Yeah, hatchet, yeah, Hatchets would be fun. It's good party movies. Oh yeah, for sure. Anything Adam Green's pretty much pretty fun. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Let's watch Halston all Saturday. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, we gotta do this. Linda Drake says, Hocus Pocus, Carrie. Uh, Melissa Snyder says, Trick or Treat. It's, it's weird I gotta say it that way or it's I know. confusing. Okay. I'm not no. just being a dick or anything. I have like it's you guys. You have to say that you way. Or you're it. not gonna know. Are you like Sammy Kerr? Everyone knows about this movie. <laughs> April Richard says, "LOL, Hocus Pocus. I'm a kid at heart." Don't worry, April. We all love that movie. And Tad Good says, "The Fun House." Ooh, nice one, Tad. Yeah, Tad. That's like Tad's first comment. That's cool. He runs a cool yeah. uh, festival over in Burlington, Snake Alley Film Festival, and he mm-hmm. has he basically runs 
the coolest theater in Iowa in the Midwest. Yeah. Playing horror movies yeah. all month, and it's that's where we saw Halloween one and two was because of him, right? That's right. Big ups, Tad. Good. He is good. Yeah. And anyway. Tad. And he's Tad. <laughs> and then lastly, on this million commented <laughs> post, Adam SB says. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, hands down. Nice. It's hard, it's hard to argue. It's, you got to. Yes. Last Facebook, and then over on the Twitter, we got a couple. We got Chris Cook at Counting Cook says, Always love watching Salem's Lot this time of year. Oh, nice. I also have a new Waxwork soundtrack being shipped, so it'll be a must-watch. What? Soundtrack? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Uh, Tristan Comers at Songs for Life 24 says, Definitely Tourist Trap. Ooh, nice. Nice. Speaking of soundtracks, if there was a soundtrack to Tourist Trap, I'd get that. I'd sneak that shit up in a second. That has got the weirdest fucking score of any horror movie ever. What's so weird about it? It's like... It's like Looney Tunes. (laughs) There's like pops and whistles, and it's all lighthearted, but it's a horror movie. You need to watch Tourist Chat, man. It's messed up. Okay. And then <laughs> lastly on Twitter, we have Scott Gregg at Scotty Slasher. He says, Halloween, trick or treat. Halloween 2, the original, it's gotta be. Uh, <laughs> Dead Pit. Oh. Friday 4, Nightmare 3, Pork Chop 3D. Chopping Mall, yeah, Dead Alive, Basket Case, and The Editor. Uh, I'm going to try really watching good. that before. Yeah, They had The Sorry. Editor on Blu-ray at that shop, too. I, I almost that. wanted to grab that, too. I can't believe no one said Seed of Chucky yet. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> there's an obvious reason for that, Brian. <laughs> anyway, that's all there is on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you for all the awesome comments. Uh, you can still call in the next... I guess if you're hearing this, it's too late. But you can call in anytime. 415-952-6857 or 415-95-AOTKP. Leave your comments, and we'll read them on the air. And that's shout-outs. On Halloween night, 1988, a little boy named Jimmy Sangster went out trick-or-treating with his father. Toward the end of the night, they came to an eerie run-down house at the end of a cul-de-sac. The yard was done up with the most disturbingly realistic Halloween decorations Jimmy and his father had ever seen. A witch hung from the gnarled old tree that loomed over the walk up to the door. Her feet kicked ever so slightly, as if she might still be clinging to the last vestiges of life. Surely it was just the wind blowing the dummy around. The jack-o'-lanterns that lined the front steps appeared to be chewing something. Surely it was just the candles inside flickering. What do you say, champ? One more before we go home? I don't want to. This place is scary. Ah, it's just decorations. Go on up. I bet old Mike loves to get visitors on Halloween. Well, okay. Jimmy climbed out of the car and walked nervously up to the front door. It wasn't just candles. The jack-o'-lanterns were definitely chewing. Must be some battery-powered thing, Jimmy thought. Jimmy hoped. He reached up and knocked on the warped, knotted wood and waited. After a few moments, he heard footsteps approaching. 
From the car, Jimmy's father watched his son washed in the orange glow from the lights inside the house. He saw old Mike beckon the boy inside. Jimmy looked back at his father with an uncertain expression on his face. His father smiled and waved that it was okay. He was right there. But once his son stepped across the threshold, he wasn't entirely certain that it was okay. Seconds ticked by. Almost a minute. Just as he was about to go up to the house and check on Jimmy, the boy was ushered back outside. Old Mike hollered a cheerful, Happy Halloween! after him as he walked back to the car. As Jimmy approached, his father noticed that the boy's face was drawn and pale, and he was shaking. Trying to be comforting, he asked, Well, what did you get, champ? I bet he gives out great treats since he goes to so much work on his decorating, huh? Jimmy tilted his pumpkin-shaped candy bucket so his father could see. Inside, nestled atop the various sugary treats and brightly colored wrappers, was an unmarked VHS tape. It was giving off a heat that Jimmy's father could feel coming out of the bucket in waves. And it was moving. What the hell is that? His father cried in horror. For a moment, Jimmy didn't answer. Then he said, He... He called it an insane's pick. Yes, it is that time once again for Insane's Picks. Now, I could just tell Jason yeah. you wanted to give me shit because you didn't think I'd been watching anything this you, month. Yeah, you know I did. But I was saving the best for last. Because what would be creepier this Halloween but to watch a creepy clown movie during the month of October? And with... This current clown scare that's sweeping the land, I thought creepy clown movie would be perfect. But what's scarier than just a creepy clown movie? Probably the scariest movie ever made, and that is Tiny Tim <laughs> as a creepy clown. Yeah, that's right, and Saints Picks this week is Blood Harvest from 1987, a.k.a. Nightmare. The one horror movie... That stars Tiny Tim as a creepy clown. Jill comes home to find her parents are missing and her childhood home has been vandalized. And there in the middle of the dining room is Tiny Tim dressed as a clown with flowers. So she can't find her parents. um, And her old high school boyfriend keeps coming and checking on her. But weird things keep happening and people keep disappearing. The town is pissed uh, at Jill's dad because he works at the bank and the bank is foreclosing on several of the farms in the area. So that's why there's all this vandalism and all, and why the uh, local sheriff is reluctant to help her every time she calls for help. <clears throat> this movie is... It's, it's a little slow... Um, and it's very bizarre. It never really le- once Jill gets to the house, it really never leaves the house after that, and she never leaves the house. But there are things about this movie that I love. First of all, it's directed by by Bill Rabane, who directed who was the original director of Monster A Go Go, 
he directed Spy, uh, Giant Spider Invasion, Capture Bigfoot. You know, so you're talking like pretty awesome director. Uh, Tiny Tim is Mervo, um, who's uh, the brother of Jill's old high school flame. Um, but he's he's kind of messed up in the head and he's traumatized because um, several years back his parents were found dead. Uh, and so so he he's always dressed as a clown. He's just a little little off, little off, little off. Um, Tiny Tim is awesome in this. Like if he were to take some legitimate acting lessons and gotten a little bit of better shape, I could see him as as the Joker, in some kind of crazed interpretation of Batman. Um, the The overall score of the movie is extremely generic, like library music, and is really repetitive. But it's worth it for the beginning and end, where you get some really sweet Tiny Tim songs. Um, I've I've realize now because when i was watching this movie at first i was i was really like okay it's gonna be like that right um you know extremely low budget you know it's gonna look shitty and it's gonna have really bad audio but it actually turned out i thought it was shot very well and and you know and the audio was really good so i've i've learned never start your movie with with a bad dub job because um, that really sets a low expectation for the rest of the movie. Um, Jill, the girl that plays Jill, is awesome because she only wears pants in the first ten minutes and the last ten minutes of the movie. Uh, other than that, she's either naked or walking around in a robe or walking around in, t- in a in a towel or just a t-shirt. Uh, even though like all these people keep coming over to the house, she never puts pants on. Even you know after the hundredth time of walking downstairs and there's Tiny Tim in her kitchen. Now, there's a twist. There's a twist in this movie. This is some precursor to some M. Night shit where, like, you think it's Tiny Tim doing all this to the whole movie, but it's really not. It is his brother, the ex-love interest of Jill. Oh, did I just ruin it? No, the movie ruins it halfway through when you can, during one of the uh, kill scenes, when you can blatantly see it's that that actor only wearing pantyhose over his head when he's killing somebody. So they totally ruin their own twist. Um, yeah, it's you can find it entirety. Actually, you can find the director's cut entirety on YouTube. That's how I watched it. But I, I would definitely give it a look. It is is an odd little film from the from the mid '80s, and that is 1987's Blood Harvest, aka Nightmare. Check it out. Aka Tiptoe Truth Through the Boo Lips. now uh brian you and i are on the same page a lot as far as like uh as far as like odd movies and b movies and stuff have you ever seen this one i've never even heard of it until now oh nice nice i have heard of it before uh, from another podcast uh just the idea of tiny tim playing a creepy clown uh, scares these Scared this other podcast to the point where they refused to watch it, but I'm like, that makes me want to watch it. So. Yeah, and yeah, that sounds pretty perfect. Really, yeah. and you're totally right. I definitely I could see him as the Joker. That would be, 
pretty awesome, I think. Oh, wait till you see the movie. There's one point where he breaks out into some kind of maniacal laughter, and I'm like, that's what that's when it hit me. I'm like, that's very Jokerish, you know. And he's just always speaking in like silly little riddles and stuff, and not really making any sense. And he's and it's like great. The only time his performance kind of loses it is in the third act. He gets he gets shot and then comes back and is the hero at the very end. And so he doesn't act. He doesn't perform hurt very well. Like he, you know, he's supposed to be kind of stumbling around, but he mostly just looks like he's drunk and old, and his <laughs> and his uh, knees don't work. So, um, yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. I, I, I wonder. I, I don't know if it's on DVD or, God forbid, Blu-ray. And if it is, I, <laughs> I definitely want to add it to the collection. So, okay, so that's it. That's it for this episode of Attack of Killer Podcast. I hope you guys all had a spooky good time with our Halloween episode. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, everybody. So, no matter what certain people call it, whether they call it Fall Fest or Beggar's Night, no matter how early the Christmas decorations get put out in stores, Mm. Halloween will always be our holiday. And we must keep it going strong. So rise up! Chant the silver sam- shamrock shink- jingle for all to hear. Decorate your yard to the point where people think it's a crime scene. Play the Halloween theme at full blast while driving down the highway. Because Halloween is our time. Our time down here. It's their time up there. Oh shit, that's Goonies. Happy Halloween, everybody. Bye. 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 Oh, could this be the end of? What?